Ortho Laser Orthopedic Laser Centers is proud to sponsor the Ortho Show podcast. Ortho Laser Orthopedic Laser Centers is killing it right now. We have six centers open with two more opening in the next eight weeks with 10 more sites in the queue across the country. We're exclusively powered by the MLS M8 laser technology. Laser treatment is an awesome alternative to traditional cortisone shots and surgery for all of your acute and chronic orthopedic pain needs for your patients. To find out how you can supercharge your orthopedic practice and become a part of the OrthoLaser community, go to the OrthoLaser website at www.ortholaserwithaz.com. That's www.ortholaserwithaz.com. From Medical Media, this is The Ortho Show. Hello world, Dr. Scott Sigmund, your favorite opioid-sparing orthopedic surgeon, healer of knees and shoulders left and right, back again to host another episode of the Ortho Show podcast. So we've been traveling around the world a little bit, and we've decided we're going to bring it on home for this episode. I'm very proud that we're going to have my partner, Dr. Elizabeth Jenis, in orthopedic practice, who's going to join us for uh, her story of uh, women in orthopedics. We're really excited to have her. Dr. Elizabeth Jenis, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, thanks for having me. You are very welcome. So it's funny, we uh, I took a picture of you in the operating room with the C-arm and your hammers and your nails and all that stuff, and, and we posted it on the internet. And, and the wording was orthopedics is, is women's work too. And I think that thing went nearly viral. Everybody loved that. Thing. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, in my world, it went viral. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, you're getting, you're, you're going big here now. You know, yeah. <laughs> you're stepping into the fro world. So you're going to make like, this whole new world about your life coming up. All right. So I, I want to start from the beginning because I know that your parents are listening because <laughs> they will be, I'm sure. So, so tell us, uh, what were your APGARs when you first came out? <laughs> I'm sure it was nine. <laughs> That's usually so. So I'll never forget it. We were in the orthopedic meeting, uh, picking residents, and everybody's like, "What's the chemistry scores? What's their organic chemistry scores?" And like my dear friend Ruby Modaber is like, "What were their APGARs?" And that, that was sort of how we rolled out. But so anyway, on a, on a serious note, tell us at what point did you decide that you wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon? Um. So of course, when I was a first year medical student, I broke a finger. And so I ended up hanging out with the one one of the surgeons that, you know, that followed my finger. And he was like, orthopedics is awesome. You need to come hang out with us. So basically once a week or twice a week, I'd go to the ortho department and like scrub in and hang out. And it was awesome. I mean, I did medical school in the University of Miami. So there's a lot of trauma. So as a medical student, that was really exciting. Um, and I was pretty drawn to it very early on in medical school. So you break your finger and you decide you're going to become an orthopedic hand surgeon. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> pretty much. They went to medical school. That's a great story. I mean, I, yeah. I, I decided in 10th grade, I was like, I had a friend who was a lacrosse player and his father was this great lacrosse player at Hopkins. And he was the orthopedic surgeon, sports medicine guy in Baltimore. So I was like, oh, that's like really cool. That's something that I think yeah. I want to do. And so it's funny how you, how you, how you get drawn into it. All right. So let's talk one of the things that I think had to have been a major challenge, right? So now 
you're, you're cooking with gas, you're an orthopedic surgeon, you've done all the things that you want to do, you fall in love, you get married, and now it's time to have kids. And, you know, when Tommy came, you know, you were in, you were already pregnant when we asked you to join us in practice, if I'm not mistaken. And so, yeah. Uh, but then, you know, it was like just classic Dr. Janice, you know, okay, I'm pregnant. I'm going to have a baby. You know, Tommy comes out and like three or four weeks later, you're like, all right, I'm getting antsy. You know, I don't think I need the six weeks. I want to come back into the office. And you were like, everybody was like, where does she come from? You know, like, that's just not normal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's a balance. It is, you know, and for me, the balance, I, you know, I love my children. I love them to death. Um, but my husband stays home with them and God bless him. I don't think I could ever do that. It's very, it's like a thankless job and, and he does an amazing job at it and he loves it, but you know, we're, we're all a little different. And for me, I like need, I need a little bit of a schedule. Um, and I just need a little orthopedics in my life, I guess. You know, I mean, I laugh about, I laugh about, about Charlotte. It was like, practically we had, you know, Kate Van Savage, who was, who's an obstetrician, who's married to Dave Perbilla, who's one of our other partners. I think Kate came in and actually delivered Charlotte in the office in the morning and you were seeing patients in the afternoon. <laughs> she did come in. <laughs> I mean, I saw a couple consults while I was in the hospital, but... Yeah, and then you're running around doing orthopedic consults when you're part of. I'm like, oh my god! I mean, where did this woman come from? Yeah. You know, no, but that's but that's you. I mean, it's who you are. Yeah. I mean, you, you you love your work. It shows, and you want to make a difference. And and you're also, you know, you're. We see all your images on social media with your kids and all the things that you're doing too. So you're being a great mom. You're, you know, being the best wife you can be. We all try that, and it's a it's a major challenge to do it all. So yeah. again, you know, I know kudos to you. So. So, so what do you find, what's the, what's the most difficult thing right now in practice as an orthopedic surgeon for you, regardless of gender, just what, what, what's the stuff that's, that's most difficult that you find most challenging? Well, I think first and foremost, I have no business background and I joined a private practice. So I'm learning like on my feet, you know, I'm always asking questions and trying to figure out, you know, that stuff I don't know anything about. So, um, and and I didn't get any training for that in residency or med school or college because I didn't think, you know, they don't train, they don't teach you about that. And in college, I had no interest in business. So it is, it is definitely a learning curve for me. And um, I really appreciate, you know, the partners and especially Alter, obviously, but you guys have taught me a lot. Um, on the orthopedic side, I think the, the biggest challenge is becoming an attending. Um, I think as a resident and you have like a gang of people you hang out with all the time, you know, and they're all kind of the same as you, a bunch of residents and then there's an attending and every case you do, you know, there's like 10 people next to you saying, awesome job. Cool. Look at that. Oh, nice x-ray, you know, and like everything, you get a lot of feedback. Now it's like, you know, I'm looking at an x-ray. I'm like, Hey guys, what do you think? <laughs> you know, it's like crickets. <laughs> no. yeah, it's nice to have, I mean, it's nice to be, on my own and it's nice to, I mean I definitely talked about cases with my partners or like people from training my old attendings and residents but um but getting used to that kind of independence is is different yeah no you're actually you're in there you're doing your thing and people around you and they're depending on you you're the pilot of the ship you got to make sure that 
this patient's cared for safely and, 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 and brought through the surgical experience well. But yeah, I mean, look, you know, you and Dr. Alter share that closet together really well. You guys, can, you're both of this so funny. They're in this. So Dr. Steve Alter is, is senior hand surgeon to the practice. And uh, so they work together beautifully and they actually share an office together. So you guys do that. But, you know, consensus of opinion. I do that routinely too. Like I had a really difficult shoulder case the other day and I sent it out to three or four of my friends around the country and, and we talked about it. So it's a great way to, to practice. I think for all the listeners out there, especially for the younger orthopedic surgeons, I think that the days of, of you sort of opening up a shop, hanging up your shingle and saying, here I am world, you know, doc, primary cares, please send me patients. That's just not the way of the world right now. And patients are much more savvy. And so there's this, you know, the social media aspect of practicing medicine about establishing a brand. Who are you? What is your message? What is it that you want to tell your patients? And then being able to actively communicate that to your patients. And then what happens is they talk amongst themselves and then they come to you because they want to see you. And I think that's a challenge. And it's not something that you're taught in medical school. But I will say this, there's a, there is a cadre of, of younger orthopedic surgeons out there that have mastered it well. And, and there's some really cool tricks and tips. And we'll actually, that'll be another podcast. It's another episode for the future where we can really talk to some people about how they're establishing themselves. But, uh, you know, certainly, you know, Elizabeth, it's been, uh, it's been great for you as far as the, your ability to get in. And, and now it's like, you know, we continue to expand and you are involved in these partner decisions, right? I mean, it, it's amazing. It's not just orthopedic surgery, but we have a business. We have 70 employees and then you get a furlough and salaries and a pandemic. And how does it all affect you? And uh, it's a challenge, but it's it, you absorb it. it. It happens. It's not overnight. It definitely happens as you, you get more. And then hopefully some people are more involved than others. <laughs> exactly. So. So what advice would you give to young women out there that are seeking a career in orthopedic surgery? How would you give them some direction to make that happen? Um, I mean, obviously, there's the obvious is study hard, work hard, you know, you need grit. But I think um, something for me that I struggled with at the beginning of my uh, training is kind of like imposter syndrome, thinking like, do I belong here? Or like, these people look like they know more than I do. Um, and just kind of owning it. Like, of course you belong there. You know, you're working as hard as everybody else and you deserve this. And I think that that little sap, like voice in my head is, is something that took a long time to, to get and to foster. Um, so I don't know. I feel like a lot of women that I trained with had the same kind of thoughts like do I belong here and it seems to be common but you know yes we belong there <laughs> you know orthopedics is 70% women and we there should be more <laughs> you know yeah i mean if you look at the medical school nowadays it's more than 50% yeah. are are women in medical schools so there should be more and and i think with people like yourself you know Karen Sutton's another one that i yeah. know well is an orthopedic surgeon uh, sports medicine uh, as well, but you're setting that example, leading by example, and then uh, and then they sort of move forwards, and hopefully we'll have more. I mean, I, I to be honest with you, I know this is a crazy world and gender here and gender there. All I know is when I look at Dr. Elizabeth Jenis, I see an awesome orthopedic surgeon, you know, and I don't, I just say this is a great partner, one who really does her work, and, I, and his or her it doesn't matter to me. Bottom line is. You know, you're you're great at what you do. And so I think that when you get to that point, it doesn't really matter. It's just being the best you can possibly be. Yeah. I think that's so important. Of course, yes. And it's exactly. I mean, a lot of it is just like being the best that, that you can be. 
Um, but part of it is believing it too. And, and you got to work hard. I mean, it's, it doesn't come, it does not come easy. None of this came easy for any of us. And, uh, you know, but the bottom line is it can be accomplished. And uh, I think that the lifestyle, even in orthopedics is a little better than it used to be now for a lot of reasons, right? There's hospitalists, there's, you know, you're still on call, you have to do that. But if you can join a larger group, the call's not nearly as bad. Um, and so there are ways in which you can still have a family life. And do you, I mean, do you feel like you're succeeding in both in the business world as well as your family? I think so. Um, I feel like my family thinks so. Everybody's um, proud of you. Your parents are proud of you. They yeah. always, they're always doing good stuff. Yeah. But um, I know I try to obviously keep a good balance and finish stuff up at the office and not do work when I'm home. I mean, obviously sometimes it sneaks in, but um, I try to always, when my kids are awake, not, not necessarily work, and when they go to sleep, if I have to do charts or, or do reading or something like that, then I save it for then. But it is a balance, and it's something that's taken years to to kind of get used to. Yeah, I mean, family. It's so important to have a strong fa- foundation in family as well. Otherwise, yeah. you can't you can't heal and help others unless you're happy and, and healthy at home as well. I mean, for me. You know, I've, uh, you know, my kids are older at this point right now. Obviously, I've been through that. The youngest is 16. But I will say this. It doesn't matter what I'm doing, where I am or what conference I'm in. If my kid calls, I pick up the phone and I answer. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's such a such an important thing. So, well, look, you know, uh, Elizabeth, this is this is great. And this was an opportunity for you to share your story. That's what we do here at the Ortho Show. I think it's awesome to be able to hear uh, from your perspective what it's like to be a busy, successful orthopedic surgeon, uh, wife, mother, and all the things that you do. So it's really a pleasure having you on today. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. <laughs> all right. And I'm going to give you lots of call later on too, if I can. <laughs> fame and fortune, Dr. Janice. We're going to find you fame and fortune. Uh, all right. This is Dr. Scott Sigmund, hashtag follow the fro, host of the ortho show. Until next time.